0: Hello, welcome to another episode of the Daily. It's Janice here. Many of you have been enjoying the cooler weather a bit. It is quite refreshing, although I know sometimes we don't enjoy getting caught right in the middle of downpour, or as someone I know would say, when the rain is tarantulous. Just yesterday morning, while walking Ezra to school, it was raining moderately heavy, so we brought an umbrella. As we stepped out from the void deck where there's cover, raindrops started pitter-pattering onto our umbrella, our pace got quicker to almost a jog, and Ezra started chuckling in delight, and that made me laugh. I appreciated that brief moment, a brief reminder that the simple things in life can bring the best joys. How easily we forget, right, as we grow older, wearied by the world, or disillusioned. I'm asking Abba Father to bring to your attention today His simple but sure blessings, which you might easily miss, that they may bring joy to your heart, as a child delights in the Father. Since last week I had on my heart to share about simplicity, even before that little rain episode with my son, because of a book by influential theologian Walter Brueggemann called Materiality as Resistance. In which he wrote incisively, which by which I mean in a penetrating way, about how followers of Jesus ought to live in a way that engages the material world as part of God's vision for his kingdom to come. Why I found it incisive was that he identified, from history, how the church over time became private about wealth and otherworldly in its hope, which sounds harmless until he points out that In effect, the church gave up engaging with material matters and became busy with spiritual matters, so much so that it has a weak voice and lacks moral passion about great issues that in fact require critical, faithful thought and action in our culture today. He then outlines his chapters on money, food, the body, time, and place, with action steps for believers that are, at the same time, very practical and very challenging. Allow me to borrow some words from him. Brueggemann's point was this. We are mistaken to think God is not concerned about how we engage with these five material dimensions. And at the same time, whether we like it or not, or admit it or not, Our energies, our imagination, are occupied with matters that are material. The convergence of these two, in Bouguiman's words, commends us to think honestly, critically, and faithfully about the material dimensions of our lives according to the purposes and promises of God. So mature materiality, not to be confused with materialism, Is the practice of love, mercy, and justice with God towards others with reference to these five dimensions. This is a compelling vision for us to align our values and lifestyle choices to for so many reasons. You know, when we were all confined within our homes, one of the things that stood out was the temptation to shop online. I mean, nothing new, even before the pandemic, we buy our gadgets. Furnitures, food and beverages, fashion items, even plants. Just from the comfort of our couches. But during the circuit breaker, I'm positive you came across items or entertainment options that were cheaper than ever. Just showing up on your screen like they know what you're thinking. Very alluring, right? Like wow, so cheap. Buy two, get one free, or um, free for a few months, all kinds of offers. With all that going on, we simultaneously felt the invitation to simplify our lives. Even though our freedom was curtailed not by our own choosing per se, no eating out, no going to the gym, very limited choices as to what we can do, where we can go, who we could meet. In our home, our meals were so simple and always just enough. I have definitely never had an easier time when the kids didn't whine about not being able to eat out, go to the mall, or go to indoor playground, than this period. They were surprisingly happy just hanging out at home or going for short walks. I think in the same way many of us just made the most of what we could, and we learned to adapt, to be content with our circumstances. In the spirit of discerning and responding in faith to God this season when there's shaking of what we put our trust in with our faith being tested, it was needful to include simplicity as something we can practice and as part of our rule of life, to express or shall I say train ourselves in a desire for attachment to God above all things. I believe it's been a timely season to reflect deeper on our desires and attachments. I also believe that, moving forward, we must continue to be reflective on this and continue in this as our spiritual formation. As someone insightfully shared over text with me one day, I'm thinking how to maintain this spirit of simplicity. Because During Circuit Breaker, there was little choice over our activities. So it was an enforced kind of simplicity, but now with more choices, I need to be more conscious of my decisions. So true. There's a simple verse hidden in Proverbs 23 we can zoom in on. Verse 4 of Proverbs 23, which reads, Do not wear yourself out to get rich. Be wise enough to desist. These words remind us that one can get worn out from one's labor when it is preoccupied with gaining wealth, even if to make one able to provide care for loved ones, which is in itself a noble thing, if it is preoccupation to the extent as to cause anxiety, overindulgence and selfishness, and confidence in oneself rather than in God. Jesus taught much on treasure in our hearts, Remember Matthew 6, where he urged, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. He also said to seek first the kingdom of God, right? And all these things will be added to you. If you think about it, the minimalist lifestyle that many are advocating for is a strong indicator that more and more people in general feel a quiet desperation that things of this world cannot satisfy simplify your life. Less is more. As followers of Christ, beyond the virtues of the minimalist lifestyle, what Jesus calls us to is a life that is lived seeking God's kingdom, that has its values and lifestyle choices reoriented to God, so that we steward our resources for the glory of the one who entrusted them to us where our possessions do not exist so that we draw our identity or worth from them, nor do they master us, but we have mastery over them. For what? For the purposes and promises of God. And it naturally follows that love, mercy, and justice with God towards others would result from such a life. That is the practice of simplicity that is God-centered, When we grasp that what we have and what we do or not do with them is not just to curb our disordered desires, but it is for the purposes and promises of God, wouldn't you and I seek to be wiser and more discerning? Keeping it simple creates margins in our lives to truly love God and others, not preoccupied or entangled but keenly aware of what is essential and what is not, seeking wisdom and clarity when it comes to God, relationships, possessions, commitments, use of time, handling of money. Basically everything, my friends. That verse, Proverbs 23, 4, goes on to say, be wise enough to desist. Desist as in to forego, give up, or abstain. Be wise to prioritize, downsize, and capitalize so that you have the margins to desist. Prioritize with regard to the use of time. What are commitments and activities that add complexity that is not essential to your life? I don't mean to be boring, of course, but we sometimes lack focus and determination when it comes to what we give our time to and sticking to them. Or we suffer from FOMO, you know, we fear missing out on something, or what our friends are doing. What do I do with my time that flows from and helps to result in a love for God and others? We can evaluate this. Ask God to help us practice simplicity in this area. Downsize with regard to possessions. What are things we spend on that can be cut back? How am I spending money immoderately? Is there any way my possessions are distracting me from God, from his presence and his word? We sometimes push back. It feels uncomfortable. We don't like to feel judged in our spending. Or we console ourselves for not giving charitably because we want to give when we feel something or the recipients are deserving enough. Whatever reason, we can ask God to show us how we can practice simplicity in this area. So we prioritize, downsize, and then capitalize with regard to our talents. How are your gifts and talents being used for the common good? Are there ways in which you've shrunk back, not allowing God to use you to serve a purpose beyond your comfort zone? Is there something that holds you back from making full use of what God has gifted you with? Maybe out of mistrust or fear of failure or rejection? We sometimes allow complications in to hinder us from serving with simple trust and obedience to God. We can also ask God how to practice simplicity here. When it comes down to it, God has made it plain and simple. Delight in me and I will give you the desires of your heart. Like the simple joy of walking in the rain, we find contentment and delight in Him above all things. He calls us to live with our values and lifestyle choices reoriented to Him and Him alone, according to His purposes and promises, and all these things, the essential, truly essential things, will be added to us. Lives of holy, simple devotion. And in our choosing to live simply, not only during a pandemic but from here on, or more so in fact, may it enable others to also find their lasting contentment and delight in Him. I invite you now to take a few moments and just be with God, quiet down your thoughts, focus on His presence, and attend to Him. Focus on His gentle presence and silence. Next, spend time to thank God in specific ways. Take your time to mention each way slowly and prayerfully. Anything that comes to mind, small or big, Ask God to shine His light on a particular area of your life which He wants you to examine about practicing Simplicity. What is that area and as you identify it, vocalize it or write it down. Ask God what hinders you from living simply in this area. Is it a fear or a bad experience? Let God bring up to the surface what this could be. And as God brings it up, vocalize it or write it down. to God. In your own words, respond to him from your heart. You can either say your prayer or write it down. encourage you to take what God brought up and go deeper with him in your own time. Let me pray for you. God our Heavenly Father, help us to be grateful for what we have, to remember that we don't need most of what we want, and the joy is found in simplicity and generosity. Help us recognize idols and false attachments in our lives. We pray against the thoughts and habits that make us think you're not enough let us be content with who we are in you what we have from you and where you are leading us daily so that our values and lifestyle choices are centered on you alone let us walk in freedom and experience a delight in you that really enables us to love you and to love others well in Jesus name we trust and we pray. Amen. Friends, thank you for tuning in to The Daily. I hope you have a beautiful, wonderful day today. Grace and peace of God be with you. Hey, thanks so much for tuning into The Daily Podcast. We'll have fresh new episodes out for you every weekday. If you like what you're hearing and you want to check us out, uh, you can look us up on our website, www.thecity.sg. Or check us out on our various social media platforms. We'll see you at the next episode. Peace.